This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening. This podcast contains mature content and is intended for an adult audience only. It contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of all stories is fiction with any similarities to real people or events being purely coincidental. This podcast is not intended for anything but entertainment of the listener, and if you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. The Program Part 2 by Dayfixi Chapter 6 Like Mother Like Daughter, Big Tit Mother Visits, Office Discipline In September, at the beginning of Janice's junior semester, she informed me that her mother, Janine, was intent on visiting during Thanksgiving. I was dismayed, since a parent's visit meant lots of preparation and inconveniences. Janice assured me that her mother would not be dissuaded. Seeing how disgruntled I was, she showed me a photo. I was surprised, to put it mildly. Although she was only 36, Janine looked more like an older sister of 26 than a parent. And the daughter was a spitting image. The mother had lustrous, straight short black hair, huge eyes and even fuller lips. Her expression was a combination of a sly smile and an enticing look. I wondered if a negative could be turned into a positive. I asked if there were more photos. After a moment, Janice nodded and brought me a stack of shots. They were made to post on online dating sites. Janice had been the photographer. There was a large variety, headshots, full body, casual and elegant clothing, light to elaborate makeup, indoors and out. Janice was naturally gifted and inventive with a camera. There was no denying that Janine was hot, with a bust that appeared even larger than her daughter's, voluptuous hips, and a tall, toned body. Then the shots became more interesting. interesting.In one set, Janine was smiling or laughing while washing the car on a Saturday, wearing short shorts and a tight tube top that revealed her great tits and slender long legs. Holding a large, soapy and dripping car sponge, her chest was covered with suds that continued in a trail down her flat abdomen and onto the zipper of her shorts. To say it was suggestive does not do it justice. But her light expression kept it from being too tawdry. Following were shots of her bend over the hood, legs spread, and leaning backward over the hood, legs again spread. Janice explained that her mother had drunk a double rum and coke before the series, and that she hadn't published the lewd ones on any websites. But the two of them had such a good time playing around that they proceeded with another session the very next day. Again fortified with a strong cocktail, Janine was lying on a chaise lounge in a brief black bikini that revealed even more of her incredible body. Intriguingly, in one shot her arms were stretched above her head, but the image ended before her wrists. To me, the pose was suggesting that her hands were bound at eye and another set, she posed in her bedroom, wearing a sheer black baby doll and assuming various lurid positions. Janice explained the final image. Since she worked out almost every day, Janice had suggested a photo that would display her mother's buffed arms. Janine sat on a bench, propped against the scrolled ironwork railing at the foot of her bed. Large dark nipples tented the thin baby doll fabric. Her arms were stretched horizontally, the taut muscles plainly visible, but like the bikini photo, the picture ended before her wrists. I asked Janice if there was any tension on her mother's arms and Janice replied that, in order to accentuate the muscles, she tied her mother's hands to the bedposts with stockings. How did she react when you suggested tying her? I asked. She thought it was strange, but didn't object. Janice said. I teased her about leaving her like that, but I didn't. After we finished, she was unusually quiet or subdued for the rest of the day. After Janice answered a detailed series of questions about her mother, I formed a plan dot on the last day of school before Thanksgiving, I dispatched the staff's car and driver, with Janice, to pick up her mother at the train station. As the vehicle approached, my driver was stunned to see the gorgeous, incredibly sexy woman who was waiting for them. When Janice climbed out of the car to hug her mother, the driver was even more surprised to see how remarkably similar they appeared. The two women entered my office after the students had been dismissed and the faculty and staff had departed. In person, the mother was stunning, even better than she appeared in the photos. Above an elegant full skirt, she wore a short, tight waist-length jacket. Beneath the jacket, all that was visible of the blouse was a collar extending up to her neck. After Janice took a position standing against the wall, legs spread and hands clasped behind her, Janine sat and I kept looking back and forth to compare the two. Janine laughed and acknowledged that my reaction was typical. She had a wonderful, throaty laugh, all the more appealing because of the wide mouth and plump lips. Since it was 4 p.m., I offered her a sherry, which she accepted with pleasure and quickly finished out we spent several minutes discussing Janice's progress, the usual stuff, including academics and sports. She looks wonderful, headmaster, more womanly somehow, tanned and fit. And even her legs look trim than I remember. Yes, she's doing well with soccer and lacrosse. Janice, raise your skirt and show your mother how fit your legs are. There was a moment of silence as Janice stood unresponsively. She knew exactly what I meant about how high to lift the short uniform. You've just earned your first punishment. 
Reluctantly, the girl moved her hands from behind her back and ever so slowly lifted the skirt to her waist, exposing her taut long legs and French-cut, black lace panties. Janice! Her mother gasped, shocked at the display and surprised that her daughter wasn't wearing some regulation, coarse and heavy plain white cotton panties. That's all right, Janine. I've coached plenty of teams in my time and am used to seeing student bodies. Janice continued to hold the skirt at her waist. Besides, we're traditional at Ansonia but because we value sports and dance so highly, we admire the human form. It's nothing to be prudish and old-fashioned about. I refilled her sherry glass. Now uncomfortable, the beauty quickly consumed the second glass. When I asked about Janine's journey, she said it was lengthy, with multiple transport segments and connections, but acceptable until near the end, when she waited a tiring half-hour at the station. Was your train early? I asked. That would be a first. No, Janice was late. She answered. I turned to my student, at right angles to us, her hands clasped behind her, eyes lowered. Have you any explanation for that rude behavior, after your mother came across the country at great expense, time and effort? No, headmaster. I turned back to Janine. How would you have treated this inconsiderate behavior at home? Ignored or indulged it, like so many modern parents? Oh no, headmaster, as a child she was punished. Janine clarified. I waited, eyebrows raised. She was spanked fairly frequently. I prefer that you, as her mother, administer the discipline yourself, rather than me. Oh, she said, flustered. Do you mean here and now? Why not? We find it's far better to deal with a disciplined situation immediately. I see. Yes, I suppose that makes sense. She said, acquiescing to my position and authority, her nervousness now beginning to be underscored with a tinge of excitement at the prospect of making her pouting and rude daughter submit before a stranger. Perhaps a cup of our special tea would fortify you. I went to my outer office, where the water quickly boiled in the electric kettle. I brewed a pot of strong English tea with milk, adding several shots of strong dark rum, and placed a large mug on the side table next to Janine's chair. She drank and, intrigued by the taste, swallowed more. Headmaster, it's delicious. Apparently she didn't realize it was liberally laced with rum. How do you make it? Oh, it's an Ansonia secret. Now, let's proceed, Janice. Grudgingly, the girl trudged to her mother and lay across her lap, automatically spreading her legs. You'll be much more stable, Janine, if you take a wider stance with your legs. Cooperatively, Janine spread her long, strong legs until her daughter's mons was under one thigh. Without being asked, Janice raised her skirt in the rear. Continue. I said to the prostrate girl. Deeply humiliated, but before Janine could object, my submissive pulled down her panties. Janine was not only surprised at this development, she stared at her nubile daughter's rump, stunned by the fading marks that extended across it. As if in a trance, she lifted her arm and extended her hand, tracing her fingers over the stripes. Janine. I said to pull her out of her shock. Slowly she lifted her eyes to mine. Spanking is for children, Janine. Here at Ansonia we're not afraid to use the proper instruments on young women. And why hurt your own hand with spanking? If it's the first time you're using an instrument, I suggest ten to twelve strokes with a leather toss. It's easy to use when sitting and much more mild than a whip or cane. I see. She replied, hastily swallowing more of the altar tea, clearly affected by the caffeine and rum. And why don't you pull up your skirt? That way, Janice won't slip and slide on its fabric. Becoming ever more obedient, the now perspiring beauty and her half-naked daughter adjusted themselves while Janine raised her skirt revealing lovely gray stay-ups that looked as if they might be French. The moment Janice settled back, her mother immediately felt the excited girl's wetness on her naked thigh. I waited while the dazed mother processed the fact that her daughter was literally dripping with excitement. I could only hope that the mother was now dripping as well. Janine, you appear to be overwarm. May I suggest you remove your jacket? And Sonia's heating system is ancient and the rooms are frequently overheated. I made no mention of the small, quiet black space heater under my desk aimed at her chair. She appeared to be uncomfortable at this suggestion. That's not necessary. Headmaster. I did not relent. You'll become much warmer when you begin. I'm afraid I insist. We wouldn't want you to faint from exertion, would we? Several seconds passed. Yes, Headmaster. She conceded. May I please have another cup of tea? While she slowly unbuttoned her jacket, I poured another cup. Returning to my desk, I now understood her reluctance. While the high collar of the blouse gave the impression of conservative, the white blouse was actually the lightest silk, displaying a demi-bra underneath in the traditional European style. Except that the bra was black, expensive black lace. What a lovely blouse. As is your daughter's expensive blouse, which will become soiled, or even ruined, during the discipline. Janice, remove it. Panicked, Janine asked. Is she wearing a bra? Of course. A full-bosomed girl such as Janice wears a bra whenever she leaves her apartment for classes, meals, athletics, or events. Mollified, Janine avoided the embarrassing sight of her daughter stripping by turning to the side table and raising her mug as the humiliated Janice, still lying across her lap, unbuttoned and removed her blouse. Was Janice a screamer when she received punishment? The mother nodded mutely drinking deeply as Janice dropped the blouse on the table. Open the drawer and you'll see something to quiet her, as well as a toss. She slid open the drawer, seeing two black leather objects, a bridal-type gag, a four-inch wood dowel covered with leather, and the toss. She held the gag in front of her daughter's open mouth and inserted it. I stood and refilled Janine's almost empty mug with a third serving. Since I'd drunk next to nothing, she would be consuming three liberal doubles of the disguised rum. Drink up while it's still warm. 
I urged her. Dutifully, Janine swallowed more. Now there's only one more item and then we can begin. I removed a long leather strap from the same drawer as Janice extended her arms horizontally in front of herself, hands clasped. I bound them and began fastening the strap to the arm of a heavy chair near her. Headmaster, is that really necessary? Janine asked in a quivering voice. Yes, of course, my dear. Otherwise, Janice would be thrashing about. I sat down. If you press down on the small of her back, it will also stabilize her and reduce the twisting about. Please begin. Hesitantly, the mother applied pressure to just above Janice's ass, which only forced the girl's pussy into the mother's thigh, and laid the first stroke into her daughter's ass. It was so tentative that upon impact, Janice neither moved nor made a sound. Janine looked up at me immediately. That shouldn't count. It was just a test. I nodded. Then I watched as mother struck daughter with increasing severity, as Janice began moaning, squirming her sweating body, abused ass and drenched pussy against Janine's thigh, as Janine's thin blouse became plastered to her brow. The girl raised her chest up, stretching the leather strap attached to her wrists. Finally, Janine saw that Janice's brow was a shelf bra, completely exposing her tits with their thick distended nipples. Infuriated at the lewd lingerie, Janine redoubled her strikes, expanding them to Janice's upper thighs, until the suffering girl's moans changed into guttural grunts of pain and arousal. At the twelfth blow, Janice lost all control and orgasmed, shaking feverishly and crying as her groin bucked obscenely on her mother's thigh, collapsing limply on Janine's lap as the climax passed. Janine gulped her tea, amazed at how she'd just beaten her teen daughter to an orgasm. She turned back to me, dripping with sweat, eyes slightly glazed. How dare she wear that bra? She asked indignantly, apparently unaware that I'd been viewing every swirl of lace on her tight bra. Then finish her punishment. I said, daring her to continue. The tradition here is to discipline the offending area. Janice, turn over. My well-trained student flipped over, twisting her wrist strap, naked tits heaving above the quarter bra, long legs kept wide apart. Now Janine realized that her daughter's pussy was completely shaved. Place your hand on her lower belly to hold her. Unquestioningly, Janine put her hand on the sweating, lean abdomen, her long fingers covering the lurid side of Janice's engorged one-inch clitoris. Enraged by Janice's indecent bra, sopping pussy and violent orgasm, Janine repeatedly struck the defenseless girl on her big tits while I watched the long fingers descend until they were first touching the surface of Janice's slick, wide labia and slit. Then Janine's middle finger sank into the opening. By the time Janine switched from hitting the taws on Janice's tits to directly impacting the girl's obscene nipples, all three fingers had sunk into the slit, and Janice arched up in a second shouting, shaking orgasm, finally sprawling on the slippery lap. Janine was gasping, for she'd climaxed as well. Janice slid off her lap in seeming slow motion and landed on the floor, sniffling, arms stretched so tightly by the leather wrist strap that her marked and swollen tits with their inflamed nipples lifted completely off the shelf of the brow. The bridal gag slipped out of her slack mouth and slid down her sweaty chest to her belly. Since Janine's legs were spread as wide as possible and her skirt was bunched at the waist, I gazed at her thighs, liberally smeared with cunt juice, and her sheer black panties. Despite the lace, I could see, for she was also shaved except for a token, one-inch long and quarter-inch wide strip, her glistening pussy lips bulging against the imprisoning, stretched fabric. Chapter 7 What's Good for the Submissive Daughter Is I walked over in front of Janine, straddling the prone Janice, and lightly slapped both of the older woman's cheeks to bring her around. You certainly pounded her tits with the taws, didn't you, Janine? Yes, I suppose I got carried away. The sweating beauty admitted groggily, thirstily finishing the remains of her tea in several swallows that I walked to her side, hands clasped behind my back. You were so harsh that it looked as though you had no idea how it felt to Janice. She put on the blouse. At this institution, we can only punish fairly and justly when we're aware of how much the other suffers. Janine, have you ever been punished like that? She'd been wondering where I was leading. No. She said, puzzled. And you don't believe in a disciplinarian, or any teacher? acting from a place of inexperience or ignorance, do you? I was now standing behind her. Of course, of course not, she said warily. Then I think those lovely tits of yours should have some of the same treatment. I yanked her blouse down off her shoulders and wrapped it around the chair frame, imprisoning her arms. And who better to administer it than somebody who knows exactly how it feels, your daughter? Janine yelled. No, you can't do this, she said half-heartedly as I untied the straps from Janice's wrists and bound the mature beauty's spread ankles to the outside of the chair legs. I filled Janine's empty mug with the last of the tea, lifted a leather strap from the table's drawer, picked up the greasy gag from Janice's belly and helped the abused girl to stand, handing her the tea. Dehydrated, she gulped it all, her bruised tits still exposed above the quarter bra, her skirt till tucked into her waist, pussy completely visible. Janine was seething, her chest heaving, struggling in the heavy chair, rocking it slightly, muttering about how, improper, our sordid scene was. To make it even more perverted, I shoved the spit-drenched gag into Janine's thick lips. Curiously, she didn't resist, and fastened it with the new strap. I knelt between her legs and ever so slowly, pulled the brass straps off her beautiful shoulders, feeling the smooth skin. She looked at me beseechingly, the beginning of saliva appearing at the corner of her mouth, but she knew I could tell that she was very excited. Staring into her big eyes, I unfastened the bra's center clasp and lifted the lace cups off to the sides, exposing her large tits, thirty-sixty, I guessed, just slightly larger than her daughter's, with their thick and elongated dark nipples. Incredible! I murmured, 
first lifting the heavy tit flesh, then flicking the chocolate stalks back and forth. I stared at her groin and she mewled into the gag, a sliver of drool extending from her gagged lips, while she shifted her butt on the chair, fearing the next step in her twisted debasement. We don't permit double standards, so just like with Janice, we'll have to remove those pretty panties. But since we don't want to untie your ankles, I removed a penknife from my pocket and slit the waistband, drawing off the damp garment. Most beautiful. I sighed, stroking the thick labia. But sitting there, I don't see how Janice can both beat your tits and also give your cunt relief, as you did for her. After all, fair's fair. Saliva now dripping off her chin and splashing onto one of her tits, the mother looked despairingly at Janice, who was gloating over her nude and bondaged mother. What do you think, Janice? We could be nice and fasten a dildo to the seat of the chair. Janine yelled and twisted at this degrading suggestion. An excellent idea, I said, getting a medium dildo with an extended base and black tape from a drawer. Lift up, I ordered, and Janine used those long strong thighs to hover a foot above the chair while I fastened the dildo to the chair's wood seat. Looking down, two strands of saliva now splattered onto the chair. After a couple of minutes, Janine's thighs began scissoring with the strain of the awkward position, and she sank down onto the dildo until all of its six inches drove into her, groaning deeply. I slapped her tits until she looked at me. Janine, the vicious way you struck Janice's nipples did not escape my attention. So to maintain parity, we're going to hurt your nipples as well. But since you're the older, more experienced slut, you should have a higher threshold of pain. Rather than the taws hitting your nipples a few times, they're so big and beautiful that they deserve constant attention. I removed two tiny chrome spring-mounted clothespins from my pocket. They're small enough that they won't get in the way when your tits get hit. I wiped some saliva off a tit and smeared the drool on a huge nipple, savoring the feel. So did Janine, who closed her eyes to contain her arousal. With some difficulty, I applied plenty of pressure to the clothespin so the jaws would open a half-inch, the minimum required to encompass the thick diameter of the nipple. Never before had I seen any nipple device sink so deeply into the base of such a wide nipple stalk. Nor had I ever seen three-quarters of the nipple extending beyond the clothespins. The trapped parent cried out and shuddered as the sensation shot from nipple to cunt. As I applied the second clothespin, her hips had begun subtly rocking back and forth, hoping I wouldn't notice that she'd begun fucking the dildo. Very nice. I grabbed Janine's short black hair and lifted her head back so her glazed eyes looked directly into Janice's, as the semi-nude daughter lifted the taws into the air for the first hard strike. The vengeful girl ferociously struck her mother's swaying tits as Janine unabashedly pumped her legs to move on the dildo. The tied and clamped mother's swaying tits quickly bore the red marks and bruised swelling of the breast discipline. After twenty-four blows, as Janice struck the taws directly onto the nipples, extending so far out from the clothespins, Janine ground her groin into the dildo, thrust her head back, and screamed, bounced and twisted in a spectacular come exhausted but elated. Janice stood there, breathing heavily, dripping with sweat and smirking with pride about the pain she'd inflicted during the depraved session. She was pleased to see that her mother's nude body was not much better than her own, and that her mother was as much of a submissive pain slut as was Janice. Well done, Janice. I'll leave you two to gather yourselves and walk to your apartment. Your mother's luggage has already been delivered there. Give her a hot bath and answer any questions she will have. Tomorrow, tell her the day's program follows my explicit instructions. First, shave her thoroughly, then teach her the positions for standing, sitting and kneeling. Make sure she wears one of your shelf bras and French cut panties, plus stockings, a garter belt and heels. I know they'll be a size too small for her. Add a collar and place one of those thick black rubber bands at the base of each of her tits, then show her the campus dot if she gives you any trouble, slap her face. If she's still difficult, slap her tits. I'll meet you both for dinner at 6 p.m. Janice nodded. As a special treat, I'll let you remove the clothespins now, but leave her gagged until you do. And Janice, I added, smiling into the slut's eyes, try not to be late for tea. Chapter 8 Mother's Submissive Training Begins Another Hot Come Slut When I arrived for dinner, Janice answered the door. Did she give you any trouble? I asked. Janice nodded. Last night she asked a zillion questions. This morning, she let me shave her and I wound up licking, sucking and fingering her clit, and cunt till she came. But I had to slap her face in order to teach the positions. After I dressed her in my lingerie, I had to slap her breasts so she'd wear the collar. And I had to bind her hands behind her so I could put the rubber bands on her big tits. All right, go ahead and eat dinner at the student union. She left. Janine sat at the dinner table, very still. I told her how gorgeous she looked in her sheer blouse and new collar. Squirming, she thanked me, already afraid yet excited, and swallowed her white wine. For dinner, I'd ordered shrimp in a thick white lobster sauce because the viscous sauce looked so similar to cum. I went to the kitchen to finish the preparations. First I made a plate for myself. Then I removed a large container from the rear of the refrigerator and secretly added cum to the remainder of the sauce, increasing it by 50% and loading my new submissive's plate with the mixture. I microwaved both plates and served them as I sat at the head of the table. Have you ever had shrimp with lobster sauce? I asked Janine. No, we don't have a Chinese restaurant in our town, she said, tentatively tasting her first forkful. Do you like it? Intrigued, she washed down the oyster-slash-cum sauce with wine. It's similar to something I've had before, but I just can't place it, she said, scooping up a soup spoon of sauce and concentrating on the flavor as she swirled it around her big mouth. It's a little tangy and a bit salty. 
she added, licking her thick lips. She proceeded to eat with gusto, lifting large forkfuls as strands of the white gunk connected the fork to the goo on her plate. I like it. The moment she cleaned her plate, I said, I knew you'd love the sauce, Janine, because I doctored it. She froze with a wave of overwhelming humiliation. Yes, the dish you just polished off with such relish was 50% cum. She groaned, realizing the truth. How could you do that to me? So I could prove to you that you're a cum slut. Just as your orgasm yesterday showed us what a pain slut you are. Janine swallowed, consumed by degradation. I pushed her empty plate aside and shoved the half-full tureen of sauce in front of her, lifting a full-serving spoon or ladle in front of her face. She stared at me, mouth agati. You must be joking. She sneered, clamping shut her mouth. On the contrary, you've just earned your first punishment. I stood, retrieved two wrist cuffs and fastened them on her, pulling her arms behind the chair and fastening them as she made a token attempt to break free. With her tits thrust forward, I unbuttoned her blouse and drew it aside, feasting on the side of her luscious breasts, still marked from yesterday's taws and displayed above one of her daughter's shelf bras. Very nice. You see how much better it is to have your tits exposed? I undid her skirt and pulled it down and off her long stocking legs, revealing a garter belt and skimpy sheer panties. By now her prominent clit and fat labia glistened with arousal, crushed inside the tight panties, so I undid the garter straps and pulled off the panties, leaving them at her feet. I put the tureen into the microwave and reheated the degrading sauce. Back at the dining room table, I thrust two fingers into the tureen and slapped the hot sauce over her expanding, lengthening nipples. She moaned as the hot application tortured her fat nipples. Then I added two clover clamps to the bulging, dark chocolate stalks. She groaned more loudly and I attached a heavy chain to one of the weighty clamps as she squealed in torment. I then grabbed the clamp and twisted it inward 90 degrees so that the clamp faced her other breast. She screamed in pain. As I twisted the other clamp inward she cried out again and I joined the chain to the second clamp while she licked her lips, trying to adjust to the pain. Are you ready to obey? She nodded. Once again I lifted the overfull ladle to her mouth, sauce dripping from the spoon onto her bare tits. This time she opened her mouth and accepted the entire spoonful. Don't swallow. I warned, and reloaded the spoon, the overflow dropping onto her clamped nipples, but she again refused. So I bound her ankles to the outside of the chair and stroked her bulging cunt lips. For the first time, I placed two clamps on her swollen, sweating labia. She screamed at the pain and debauchment, jerking in her chair, but was careful not to swallow. I stroked the protuberant clit. Arg! She gurgled, succumbing. As I deposited another load onto her tongue, she struggled to accommodate the doubled amount. When I moved the third load to her mouth, she shook her head violently and closed her lips. This time I pulled each of her slippery cunt lips outward till she yelled in agony, and used wide duct tape on each thigh to hold them. She appeared to be temporarily stunned by this lurid pose, so I removed a six-inch vibrator from my jacket, turned it to high, and, first pulling on her clit, forced the device all the way up her dripping snatch. A as she was at the edge of orgasm, I quickly grabbed her short hair and yanked back her head as she opened her mouth in acceptance. When I poured in the third ladle, she panicked as the slimy sauce slid down her throat and choked. Her gag reflex kicked in and she spewed the sauce out of her wide mouth and thick lips, the thick mass rising in a spreading spray above her upturned face, then cascading down to submerge her forehead, nose, cheeks, mouth and chin beneath the disgusting mess, while she came in a climax that was even more animated than the one yesterday in my office that I released her hair and her head fell forward, the sauce flowing down in rivulets onto her tits. Staring at her groin as I removed the tape and labia clamps, buzzing vibrator and turned it off. After loosening her ankle and wrist restraints, I pulled on the nipple chain. She yelped as the imprisoned nipples were strained and she scrambled to her feet, feeling even more humiliated as the sauce continued to drip. I grabbed a pillow from the couch and threw it on the floor at the foot of my dining table and chair. Get down! I ordered. She knelt. Turn around, spread your knees and lean forward onto your hands. My new pet complied as I greased two of my fingers and the six-inch vibrator and marveled at her ass and thighs, the pouch of her sex opening as her knees extended outward. I greased the dark ring of her ass and inserted two fingers into her anus. She only grunted. I pushed them all the way in without much trouble wondering if she was as anal erotic as her slut daughter, just more experienced in taking cock there. Once I removed my fingers, she actually mewled in disappointment, but I cut her short by driving the vibrator, on low speed, into her rectum while she cried out in excitement. Turn around. It was a delight to see her obscenely drenched face return to view, as if she'd won the prize in a bukkake contest with a half dozen studs, her hips moving from the sensations in her ass. Now get back on your knees only and blow me while you jerk off your clit. Dutifully, she knelt, the nipple chain swinging painfully and proceeded to lovingly lick my balls, tongue my cock and suck it, my rod disappearing into those thick lips made for sucking, while she was spurred on by the arousal shooting from her vibrating ass to her cunt, juicing wetly as she rubbed and squeezed her big clit. And she was doing an even better job of sucking than her very talented young daughter. After just a few minutes, without prompting, she began deep-throating my shaft while slapping her clit and cunt lips. When I come, don't swallow. I warned. She nodded her agreement, and I released a massive load into her wide mouth. Her arms widened and she squealed at the number of cum shots and the volume of seed I was depositing. Then her second orgasm hit, and she jolted her pelvis and screamed, grunting maniacally. A dozen gushes later, I was through, extracted my cock, and reached for an unused tumbler on the table. Pour it in here, I said, holding the glass beneath the mouth of the sweat and sauce-covered beauty. 
The big lips separated and an enormous amount of cum spilled out, filling the tumbler. She eagerly swallowed whatever residue remained as I pulled the vibrator from her grasping ass and shut it off. I unhooked the nipple chain, and she sighed in relief. But when I removed the nipple clamps, she hissed in pain, rocking back and forth in a near-silent agony as she massaged the screaming nipples. I ripped the tape off her thighs and she held her vulva as the brutally stretched labia returned to a more normal size. I granted permission for her to go to bed but forbade any face cleaning. Yes, master, she said, sated from her cum and humbled by the shamefully degrading acts she performed without much, if any, persuasion. I in the morning, she appeared at the table in her baby doll, her face encrusted with my cum base sauce. Kneel and kiss it. Sinking to her knees, she opened my silk robe and pajama pants and extracted my cock, applying lingering licks and kisses. Good girl. Now sit. It wasn't until she was sitting at her place that she noticed last night's tumbler in the middle of her place mat, still steaming slightly with 100% cum from the microwave. She looked up at me with a smoldering and willful expression, so I jumped out of my chair, yanked the baby doll over her head, bound her wrists, raised and attached them to a hook in the rafter above the table, pulled the panties off, and forced a penis gag into her lips, buckling its straps behind her head. I then applied her first caning to that high, enticing rump. The pain was so severe that she bit down on the prick crammed into her mouth, which surprised her with the big bursts of hot semen that spouted out, seeping from the corner of her lips and running down to her perspiring tits. After a dozen strokes, her ass was covered in lurid welts, and she drained all of the cum out of the gag, so I caned her tits three times. I lowered her arms from the suspension and pushed her back onto the chair, ignoring the scream as her ass made contact with the leather. Then I fucked her, slipping between the thick lips of her shaved pussy and all the way into her sopping cunt, coming quickly as she thrashed beneath me. After pulling out, I stretched her clammy nipples till she sat up in the chair and forced her face so it was immediately above the glass, then pushed down till her nose and lips sank into the spunk. She wondered if this was the most degrading act she'd ever performed, but this time, she licked and swallowed dutifully. She liked the taste and swallowed a larger mouthful. Emboldened, she ingested another load and defiantly drained the glass, proudly raising her head as the hot cum dripped off her nose, lips and chin onto her chest. But I wasn't finished. A small lake of my jizz had drained out of her twat. In a closet I found a leather belt that had been lined on one side with coarse sandpaper. Wrapping the belt around her tits from behind, facing her, I pulled her back into the back of the chair, the sandpaper abrading her big tits and vulnerable nipples. To the accompaniment of her cries for mercy, I severely tightened the belt until her squashed tits ballooned out above and below the leather cinch. My cum lay in a pool on the black leather seat. I scooped it up with a soup spoon and pushed load after load into Janine's mouth, humiliating her into eating the cum from her own cunt. Then I left her there to consider her new position in life. Chapter 9 An Offer Mother Can't Refuse The next afternoon, Janine was sitting at my desk, wondering why I had left a note for her to dress in a new outfit and be at my office at 5 p.m. sharp. She had no idea that her sessions both in my office and at her daughter's suite had been videotaped. The Chancellor, Vice-Chancellor, and Dean had reviewed the tapes this morning. To say they were impressed and pleased would be an understatement. They almost acted like schoolboys in their excitement and enthusiasm, congratulating me on discovering this gorgeous, voluptuous slut, inexperienced in SM but a natural submissive with an immense appetite for humiliation, subjugation, suffering and sex. They unanimously agreed to extend an employment offer. She looked stunning in the ensemble, a gray pinstripe Armani suit, white blouse and three-inch heels. Underneath was an expensive set of French, or Italian, lingerie, bikini panties, shelf bra, garret belt and stockings. She conspicuously moved her legs apart and positioned her feet outside the chair legs, forcing the short skirt to ride well up her thighs. I watched approvingly, but she was apprehensive, so I served her another large mug of hot tea, filled with a triple shot of strong dark rum. How do you like your new suit? Oh, it's gorgeous, headmaster. I've always loved Armani but could never afford it before. She decided it would be better not to mention how the undershelf bra, lifting and projecting her breasts, made her feel more exposed than if she had not worn a bra at all. Or how the incredibly tight blouse and tight jacket pressed on her nipples still sore from the abuse of sandpaper, keeping them semi-hard and continuously aroused. Well, all that's about to change. Janine, the executive staff would like to make you an offer. She took a sip, wary. We'd like to hire you immediately as the executive assistant to the chancellor and vice-chancellor. Their office suite is adjacent to this one and includes a sitting area. Across the hall is the executive boardroom, where you'd also provide service. The senior faculty have large, robust appetites and are quite demanding and rewarding when it comes to their personal assistant. First, we would fly you home first class. Of course, we pay all the relocation expenses, and we have an excellent moving company that would pack and unpack all your belongings. If you prefer to keep your car, a driver will bring it cross-country. Or we can help with a very low-cost loan here for the purchase of a new car here. Once your house sold you'd return here first class, of course, and settle. We're prepared to offer double what you're now earning, with a generous raise after six months and again after a year. If the senior administration likes you half as much as I do, they tend to be exceedingly generous with gifts. Plus, we offer the best benefits available in academia, and that includes the finest medical, dental, vision and pension plans. And if you accept our offer today, you will receive a liberal signing bonus as well. All of this is possible because Ansonia is the most prestigious school of its kind in he country, with correspondingly the most expensive tuition, 
the most graduates who proceed to Ivy League academies and universities, and the largest endowment of any prep school. Double what I'm currently dash. She repeated, perspiring slightly. She looked slightly dazed by the suddenness and generosity of the offer. I held up my hand. Wait a bit before you comment or question. Amazed, she took more tea. The position would not be taxing for someone of your professional experience. And it's ideal for your other, shall we say, natural talents. The hours are only 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., although we expect you to exercise for a couple of hours in the morning or afternoon. There's a considerable amount of evening entertaining for visiting professors, speakers, senior staff from academies, universities and other prep schools, as well as alumni who are major donors. I decided not to mention how she would be made available to a dozen of the largest donors and to any of their upperclassmen's sons who might be currently enrolled. All things in due time. Yes, we would keep this slut very busy indeed. Janine felt overwhelmed and drank more, trying to process everything, the hot tea making her quite warm. I continued. In addition, we the senior staff do a fair amount of traveling to other educational institutions and conferences, both domestic and foreign. For example, we have long-standing relations with sister schools in the States and also in England, Germany, France, Switzerland, and Italy. You'd be expected to accompany us on some of those travels, which would naturally include, how can I put it, socializing during the evening, being a generous and accommodating managing secretary. Besides, your daughter tells me you love travel and would love to go to Europe for the first time. Janine nodded eagerly. Your personal time off would be four weeks the first year, six weeks the second, and eight weeks the third. We include a very generous wardrobe stipend and other perks as well. Janice thought about being able to replace her entire wardrobe with truly beautiful designer clothing. You would live with your daughter in her current suite, a uniquely advantageous arrangement for a mother and daughter, especially two who are so similar. Janice would help to train you in Ansonia's methods and traditions, as you would be called upon to obey in helping with her areas of special education. Janice had trained the mug, her mind spinning. By now, she was sweltering. Well, there you have it. Why don't you take off that nice new jacket before you respond? Yes, sir. She agreed, pulling off the top to reveal a silk blouse so thin and tight that her breasts and black nipples were lewdly visible. Why me, sir? And what about the woman I'd be replacing? Frankly, my dear, we've never met a woman with your array of extraordinary sensuality and beauty, business skills, capacity and temperament, and aptitude for special learning. We could say the same for Janice. The combination of the two of you living together at Ansonia is simply too remarkable to resist. It's very thoughtful to inquire about your predecessor who requested a transfer to one of our sister schools in England. What exactly would my special duties be? I stared back at her, and she squirmed in her seat, the huge nipples pushing harder against the scandalously thin silk. I mean, I'm sure I would do my best to satisfy the staff, but would they also? Also apply corrections? Discipline you? Yes, Janine, they will, at least once a week and probably more. Not only the Chancellor and Vice-Chancellor, but also the Dean and myself as well. I didn't see the point of even more disclosure at this time how she would be abused by select visitors, donors, and even by several upperclassmen. But I would never make this offer unless I was sure that you would welcome these kinds of punishments. What sort of instruments will they use, sir? They will use a flogger, toss, whip, crop, and cane. However, I can assure you that they are not interested in tattoos, piercing, or branding. However, they do have a proclivity for body modification. What is that? In your case, it refers to extending or enlarging certain body parts. She was intrigued, fear and excitement mixed in her eyes, waiting for more details. Although your nipples and labia are already very large, we would like to develop them further, via the application of clamps and increasingly heavy weights. You will also wear a progressively larger series of butt plugs during many workdays. And since your lips are already wide and thick, we will have our nurse give you collagen injections regularly. But if these parts are already well-developed, as you say, then it's just a fetish or special interest of the group. Better than branding and piercing, wouldn't you say? They want to look at no and see that your big thick lips are made to be wrapped around their cocks, sucking, blowing and deep-throating. Well, Janine? Sir, this is an incredible opportunity for me and my daughter. I'm flattered to accept and only hope that I won't disappoint any of you. I'm pleased that you've accepted. Let's toast. I walked to the bar area, opened a small refrigerator, and removed a bottle of Cristal and two chilled flutes. Oh my! She said excitedly. I've never had Cristal before. Deliberately, I stood in front of her and quickly uncorked the champagne. A spout blew out and fell on her chest while I silently complimented myself on my perfect aim. Her front was drenched, bringing her tits into full view. Oh! She yelled and laughed already high from the rum. Easy come, easy go. I added, laughing along with her. I raised my glass. To our new exec admin. To Ansonia. She toasted, and began drinking. Hmm, that's so delicious. Bottoms up. I prompted, although I was careful to sip only moderately as she swallowed her glass. Take off that damp blouse. It's new and expensive. Oh. She said, staring down at her chest drunkenly, only now remembering that she was no longer wearing one of her standard bras. That's your first directive as an employee, Janice and we expect prompt compliance. Well, I guess it won't matter much, considering how wet I am and the kind of bra I'm wearing. While I refilled her glass, she unbuttoned the sodden silk, pulled it off her shoulders and down her arms, her eyes cast down with the shame and excitement of once again being exposed in my office. Your tits have recovered quickly. The cane marks only show faintly. 
Yes, sir, my skin has always healed quickly. Take off your skirt and panties. We're going to conduct a demo to see how you react to body modification. Yes, sir. She obeyed, unzipping and removing the skirt, undoing the garter straps, pulling the sheer panties, now sticky with excitement, off her moist mons and down the long legs, then refastening the garters to the smoky gray stockings. Meanwhile, I'd removed four clamps, four weights and two thin black cords from the coffee table drawer. I thrust three fingers up her drenched cunt, and she had a mini orgasm immediately. After removing my fingers and coating her nipples with pussy juice, I applied a cloverleaf clamp to each nipple and pussy lip. She sucked in her breath with pain, a better reaction than yesterday, so she was already adapting to the brutal clamps. She'd also had her lips stretched, so she watched attentively as I attached a black cord to each pussy clamp and pulled them toward the stocking tops. Arg! She groaned in pain as I tied the cords to small metal rings, custom sewed into the stocking tops, distending the lips by almost an inch. Now comes the new part, your test. Her eyes widened as I extracted four weights from the drawer. She jerked, bucked and kneeled in pain as I clipped them to the nipple clamps, both of us staring at how they pulled the huge nipple stalks by a half inch. Leaning over, I reached underneath the chair, unlocked and swiveled open a circular plate in the seat, revealing a sizable hole directly beneath her groin. Once the remaining pair of weights were hanging from her pulled pussy lips, dangling down into the opening of the seat, I shoved four fingers into her cunt. She came in a full-blown orgasm, writhing uncontrollably as the merciless weights swung wildly, her twisting body yanking the clamps and punishing the nipples and lips much more severely. It was a perfect union of pain and pleasure. I unzipped, pulled out my cock, straddled the chair, grabbed her ears and pushed my cock into her slick mouth, pulling her head back and forth as I face-fucked her, my prick pushing between the big lips that would soon be even larger. After only a minute, I shoved back her head and erupted onto her face. After a couple of drenching bursts, I aimed downward and hosed her clamp tits, tight belly and mons, coating the pussy clamps, and finished by shooting all over her thighs that I refilled her glass but she was too stunned to hold it, so I poured it into her mouth. She gulped it down gratefully. Stay here. I ordered. I left her there, drenched with sweat and inundated in cum, to suffer the weight clamps for an extended time and walked to the student union, where I enjoyed a leisurely cup of coffee and spoke unhurriedly with several students before eventually returning and releasing her. Upon my return, she gazed up at me with dazed eyes, the office reeking of fresh cum wordlessly. I unhooked the pussy clamps from the stockings and roughly pulled her up pushing her a few feet to the coffee table. She groaned, the four weights swinging from the tortured nipples and lips. I pulled on both nipple clamps, indicating she should get onto the table, where I bound her wrists together and fastened the cord to a ceiling hook embedded in a low-hanging beam. Janine was now kneeling, her arms stretched tautly above, revealing their superb muscle tone and glistening smooth skin, as I removed the pussy clamps and weights. Fresh jizz dripped from her chin, nipples, labia, clamps and weights onto the blackwood table. She cried out as the circulation returned to her abused lips, while I slowly pushed my cock head between the red and swollen pussy lips into her hot wet cunt, slamming the taws into the side of one heavy breast and then the other, watching over her shoulder as the nipple weights swung violently. When I judged that her tits were sufficiently beaten by the taws, I switched my thrust into hard, deep jabs and began smashing the taws into the grossly swollen clit that was practically begging for abuse. I fucked and beat her harshly until we both came again. I went to my private washroom to clean up, then removed the nipple clamps and weights, but left her sagging from the ceiling cord. Sitting at my desk, I looked up from time to time to watch a stream of white spunk course out of her cunt and fall to the table. Thirty minutes passed. After completing some work, I finally released the nipple weights and clamps. Thank you, headmaster. She hissed in pain. I undid the wristbands and she collapsed in a gorgeous heap on the table, the tawny, smooth skin now reddened, marked, covered with cum, contrasting with the ebony color of the table. Thank you, sir. She whispered groggy from the bondage. You did very well, Janine. You may clean up, dress, return to Janice's suite and pack. The three of us are going out tonight to celebrate your hiring. Once Janice agreed to the terms for her employment and slavery, she booked a first-class flight for the next day to return home, give notice to her employer and landlord, sell her car, and move here. I booked reservations for a private booth at the upscale, private restaurant that the senior staff frequently used. You'll find a handsome new clothing ensemble to wear on the trip. Our driver and I will take you to the airport at 8 a.m. Yes, sir. Chapter 10. Mother gets dildo DP. Services the chauffeur. Mother and daughter applied makeup, dressed up and were pleased to be taken out to a fine dining establishment. We were seated in a private booth with traditional, heavy red velvet curtains that enclosed the entire space. As we were making our way through a bottle of wine, I informed Janice that tonight's scene would go beyond our breakfast encounter, which I detailed for Janice's benefit, explaining that her mother had eaten cream of wheat, not knowing it had been heavily laced with jizz, and then, despite her resistance, had been forced to hold load after load of spunk in her mouth, after which her labia had been stretched and tied off for the first time. I detailed how Janice had reached her limit and choked, showering herself with cum, and how luridly debased she looked inundated by it. Mother, you are such a disgustingly outrageous slut! Janice blurted, whereupon Janice swung around on the settee and slapped her daughter hard. Stop it! I said in a quiet but forceful voice, getting up and leaning over the table to separate them. You will both be punished for this behavior. Then I described in lurid detail the scene that was to follow that night at their apartment. Janice's face was gleaming at the prospect of inflicting more pain on her pain-slash-cum-slut of a submissive mother. 
Janice's face was frightened at the new abuses she would be made to submit to, witnessed, and abetted by, her sadistic slave daughter. Dinner, which included a second bottle of wine, followed without incident. On the drive back, I told Janice to sit in front next to me while Janice took the rear. At the apartment, I instructed Janice to prepare her mother and went to prepare myself and gather the implements. When I returned to the living room, the women had moved the kitchen counter stool into place in the middle of the space. Janice was standing alone in front of it, her ankles bound to the outside of the stool, spreading her gorgeous stocking legs, bare thigh tops and plump nude mound, beneath which her lips had already spread open and swollen in anticipation. Her arms had been stretched up and out, then secured by rope to the rafter and hooks above. Her a-quarter-cup bra remained, although the breasts were exposed. They began rising and falling with dread as I entered, my hands full of implements that I could hear Janice making noise in the kitchen, where she was probably loading the penis gag to capacity with hot cream. I laid out the assortment of whips, clamps and vibrators on the coffee table in front of the squirming mother, warm track lights trained on her body. A fresh coat of slight perspiration gave it a lovely gleam. I admired the remnants of recent discipline that banded her thighs, tits and ass. Her resistance had been dulled by the wine, but she still looked at me with a combination of fear and defiance, so I fed her a black Russian, which she gratefully gulped before Janice returned from the kitchen, inserted the head of the thick penis gag and fastened it around her mother's head. To warm up Janice for her ordeal, I took the flogger and worked over her thighs and mons while Janice concentrated on her abdomen and tits. Accompanied by mild moans and gyrations. I concluded with a dozen increasingly strong blows directly against her vulva, her groans more pronounced as Janice applied black bands to the base of those big sweaty tits. While the girl pushed the gag another couple of inches into her mother's wide mouth, I clamped the heavy cum lips. In coordination, the gloating girl clamped heavy clover leaves on the turgid, oversized nipples as I pulled the thickly hanging labial flesh down and out till I tied off the clamped strings on her stocking tops. Janice emitted a long low cry of pain. I ordered Janice to insert the heavily lubed anal dildo halfway in coordination with me shoving the eight-inch dildo up her cunt. Janine yelled at the double invasion and started to twist as both dildos were turned to the low setting, gurgling in pleasure and rocking her hips. Janice mauled her tits, squeezing, twisting and pinching which I squeezed, pulled and twisted the huge one inch. Clit till it enlarged another one half. And reddened. Janice tried to back off from the double assault but had nowhere to escape. When I clamped the clit, she screamed in her first orgasm, but we didn't pause. We notched the dildos to medium and began cropping in earnest. As before, Janice focused on everything from the waist up, the riding crop leaving vivid marks, while I slashed at the thighs and distended outer lips. We were almost there. Janice added a heavy metal chain to the two cloverleafs while I raised the clit clamp and tied off its string on the new tit chain. Janice and I turned both dildos to high. She forced the anal one into the base and viciously cropped the clamped nipples while I cropped the exposed, stretched clit. As Janice exploded in a frightening climax, by far the most forceful I'd ever seen her withstand, Janice pressed the spring-loaded button at the base of the penis gag and a mouthful of heated cum shot into the mother's mouth as she cried out in supreme pain and climax. The slave mother bucked so viciously she knocked the metal stool sideways onto the carpet and collapsed in her bonds her head falling forward. We turned off the dildos, watching streams of the unswallowed jism escape her thick lips and run around the thick penis gag, rivulets running down to its base and moving across her breastbone and marked abdomen till they swirled around the stretched clit and ran around the base of the dildo in her cunt, while Janice and I both had a leisurely celebratory drink, occasionally interrupted by the sputtering. Coughing and moans of her abused mother, we observed our handiwork, pleased at our coordinated teamwork. You did well, I said. She blushed with pleasure as she removed the clamps formed the tortured nipples, clit and lips. Once Jeanette's painful cries had subsided, she removed the penis gag and dildo but left the anal dildo where it was, fully embedded. Your mother leaves in the morning. Perhaps I'll perform the same scene on you tomorrow night? Her eyes widened in fear. Yes, headmaster. Was her only reply. I in the morning, Janice was subdued, stunned by the degrading, violent scene she'd undergone at the hands of her daughter and new employer. She kept fingering the fresh marks on her tits, belly, thighs and even her mound. Even more, she was humiliated by her submissive depths and increasing need for greater pain to find release. She not only withstood extreme abuse, it had made her come over and over, from small to overwhelming, way beyond any climax she'd ever before experienced. She dressed in her new uniform, a dark, full skirt so it could be easily and quickly lifted to the waist or removed entirely, a matching dark tunic or jacket, and a gossamer white blouse that I accompanied her on the limo drive to the train station. As we departed the campus, driven by Guy, my longtime French chauffeur and aide-de-camp, I handed her first-class tickets and a daily stipend of several hundred dollars, warning her not to once pleasure herself while she was away. I handed her a small box and told her to open it. Inside were four anal dildos in different sizes. You are to wear each one for a week, at least twelve hours a day. She nodded. I also explained that if she did not return by at least five business days before the beginning of the fall semester, she would be most severely punished. Yes, sir. She replied. Without forewarning, I raised her loose, full skirt to her waist, exposing her magnificent legs and growing to my driver guy. Her head jerked up to see if he was looking and immediately saw him staring at her striped thighs in the rear view mirror. He didn't flinch, and she knew better than to say a word. But that was only the beginning. I told her to remove her skirt and panties. After discarding the skirt, she hesitated for only a second before raising her hips and pulling the tight, see-through French panties from the big lips that were already becoming damp and swollen. 
spread your legs. She gazed straight at the driver's eyes in the mirror as she opened her long legs. I pulled two labial clamps with short chains from my jacket and fastened them to her. These are for novices, so they don't hurt much and aren't heavy. And they're not metal, so you can wear them through the security scanner. She was stunned by this development, ordered to wear slave chains while traveling in public. Yet that didn't stop her from defiantly, even proudly looking at my driver, who by now was smiling in encouragement. You may remove them once you land in Chicago for your transfer. Yes, sir, was all she could manage to eke out. Now let's do your tits. Staring at Guy, she was beginning to enjoy her forced exhibitionism. She quickly unbuttoned her jacket, revealing the standard-issue sheer white blouse. The heavy tits were plainly visible, lying on the shelf bra, the dark nipples already swelling from the debasement of exposure. She undid the blouse and pulled it aside, amazed that she was agreeing to expose her heavily flogged and cropped tits in broad daylight. I rolled the huge buds between my fingers and clipped plastic clamps to the dark stalks. She inhaled in discomfort as the jaws sank into the flesh, but they were for beginners, not heavy-duty devices. Guy, do we have time? I asked. He checked the dashboard clock and nodded. Bien, sir. We have an extra ten minutes. More than enough. I agreed. He pulled over at a rest area and parked at the far end. It was quite early in the morning and we were the only vehicle there. Guy climbed into the passenger compartment, opened the jump seat that faced to the rear directly opposite Janice, sat down, undid his trousers and withdrew his thick cock. Service him. I ordered. Without hesitation, Janice kneeled in front of him and began gently licking his cockhead and shaft. We don't have time for that. Guy pulled on her nipple clamps and she got the message, doing a full-tilt blow job. Guy smiled at me, pleased with the sight of her enormous thick lips encircling his girth. He slapped her breasts continuously with his meaty hands till he grunted and shot off inside her mouth. When done, Guy pushed her head off his dick and zipped up. Merci, boss, he said. She turned to me, cheeks bulging, inflamed tits and chains swaying, her beseeching eyes pleading with me about her next command, to swallow or do something else. In response, I instructed her to stay on her knees while Guy and I wrapped her wrists and cuffs kept in storage bins in the passenger compartment. We added black ropes and threaded them through eye holes in the roof, stretching her arms to their limit. Guy and I got out and since he wanted a smoke, we went for a short stroll around the parking area. Janice was struck with fear that another vehicle would arrive and see her in bondage, but the humiliation was worth the risk to me, even considering my reputation and that of the academy. I doubted anyone else would arrive so early. When we returned, Janice visibly sagged with relief when I removed her bonds. As I relaxed back into the seat and she got up from kneeling and sat next to me, Guy returned to his driver's seat and I had an idea. Do you have any skin lotion with you? Janice nodded, her mouth still bulging obscenely, found her handbag and handed me a small plastic bottle. I opened the door, poured out the lotion, rinsed the bottle twice with bottled water, and handed her the empty vial, ordering her to fill it. The now shameless exhibitionist who had been so ashamed minutes ago, glanced at the rear view mirror to make sure that guy could see her when opening her mouth, still filled with his cum. Then she tilted her head and ever so slowly let a narrow stream of jizz flow into the bottle. When it was full, I permitted her to swallow the remainder, which required several gulps. Take this bottle and drink it in the waiting area at Chicago Airport. She stared at me, amazed that I looked back at her, my eyebrows raised in anticipation. Oh, she exclaimed, remembering. Thank you, guy. She added. Thank you for letting me suck your dick, for slapping my tits and shooting off in my mouth so I could enjoy drinking your cum. Anytime. Guy replied, smiling. Reluctantly, since we were resuming our journey, I told Janice to put on her blouse and skirt. The nipple clamps and chains showed clearly under the ultra-thin blouse fabric. As we were approaching the airport, I let her down the jacket but not button the garment. Once we stopped at her terminal, she climbed out of the car and was standing respectfully at the open door, facing me, legs spread wide while Guy unloaded her luggage and checked it with the skycap, who knew him. Without warning, I grasped both nipple chains and forced her to lean over toward me. She gasped in pain but showed enough self-control to not emit a louder cry of pain. Nobody else noticed. With my other hand I reached under her long skirt and pulled the labia chains. In sudden pain, she muttered an obscenity. Still stretching her imprisoned nipples and lips, I kissed her harshly for the first time directly on her large, recently cum-stained lips. She moaned with pleasure that I released her chains. Her face was glowing at this unexpected bestowal. You've done very well. You are very special. Now close your jacket. I look forward to your return. I'll arrange a very special homecoming for you, one like you've never had before. As a matter of fact, I had already planned to have Guy pick her up and stop at the same rest area, where he would order her to strip, gag her, bind her kneeling over the rear seat, stripe her ass and thighs with a quirt, fuck her, and shoot on her back, ass and thighs, forcing her to lick up his discharge. First, Guy will pick you up, but without me. Her brows narrowed, wondering, for good reason, what that arrangement implied. Then, after a brief stop, he will deliver you to campus. It promises to be a very educational and instructive semester for you. Thank you, sir. I hope you'll be okay while I'm gone. Oh, I will. I always have Janice. Jealousy flitted across her face for a mini-second, thinking of her daughter and me, before she corrected herself. Yes, sir. As she turned away, I could just barely hear the two pussy chains knocking against each other between her long legs and high heels. I realized that her mouth, eyes and tits were like Sophia Lawrence, but Janice was tall, had thicker lips and a very short tomboy haircut. 
Several men were unabashedly staring, mesmerized by this voluptuous, sensuous beauty in expensive clothing who was taking such careful, concentrated, mincing baby steps, as if she was wearing unfamiliar heels. Janice walked toward the skycap, gingerly. Chapter 11, Janice Graduates, Submother Continues After that, events moved quickly. As soon as Janine returned home, she gave notice and hired movers. Three weeks later the movers arrived, packed her apartment, except for the bondage devices, and moved her belongings. However, her airline canceled her connecting flight, causing her to miss my deadline by twelve hours. She called, distraught, but I would brook no excuse. She would have to be severely punished. We had instituted a new program, where the top five percent of our wealthiest upperclassmen each contributed $25,000 annually, a modest sum for the sons of multimillionaires and billionaires, for membership in an exclusive and confidential club. The club benefits largely meant access to Janine and Janice for one semester, including BDSM. The senior staff also contributed a lesser stipend for the two sluts. With her substantial extra income, Janine bought a convertible Lexus, a portfolio of investments, upgraded her entire wardrobe and began a trust fund for her daughter. Since Janine was such a hungry slut, she preferred servicing two or even three males at a time, so she was able to handle the demands on her time and body. Naturally, this wealthy 5% also had one or more hot and willing girlfriends, so they didn't need Janine to satisfy their cravings all the time. Whether emulating or competing with her mother, Janice loved double penetration, but preferred a maximum of two guys. However, if she really liked the boys or men, she would agree to more. It was not surprising that, at these sex sessions and occasional orgies, students, boys, and staff, men, never mixed. Occasionally a boy or man would request a gangbang or four or five, which mother and daughter accommodated. Nor was it unusual for club members to schedule both of them simultaneously, when the action became quite exciting. A few months passed, during which Janine informed me that her son, Matthew, who lived with her ex-husband, wanted to transfer to spend his senior year of high school with his mother and sister. Alas, the time came for Janice to graduate. As a present, I gave her the keys to a new car. In the fall she would begin college at one of the New England institutions with whom we had a relationship. That is, her enrollment was guaranteed, with the understanding that she would participate in a similar program at the college. I knew the headmaster there well and he had received video excerpts on disc and a detailed history of Janice's prep school achievements, including the facts that his remarkable submissive freshman was a pain and cum slut who had been thoroughly trained, needed to be bound forcefully, used hard, fucked in all three holes, and craved humiliation. As at Ansonia, she would have her own apartment, in a college-owned building, and although her primary overseer would be the headmaster, she would also receive other senior college officials on a frequent basis. As a gesture of goodwill, I offered to send him the new undergraduate slave mother for occasional weekends. Naturally, he was astonished at the similarities between the two submissives, both in appearance, and their degenerate craving for subjugation, humiliation, pain and rough sex. He was most appreciative, and enjoyed his threesomes with mother and daughter. His expressed his gratefulness in a number of creative and stimulating ways over the next several years. Saddened after Janice's departure, I was calmed by the presence of her mother, but I still asked the girl to stay in touch. Much to my surprise, we did. Every several months with the full knowledge and approval of her current headmaster she would visit me or I would go to her, so I enjoyed her growing beauty, maturity and sexual talents and capacities in sessions with and without her mother. College agreed with them and they both flourished. In terms of a regimen, both were whipped, caned or cropped regularly, so their skin was never unmarked. Janice's headmaster kept her meaty pussy lips clamped and waited much of the time, so after several months her labia had visibly lengthened, just like her mother. And of course Janice was in frequent contact with her slave mother, who continued to service us at Ansonia with an always surprising capacity for new forms of ever more intense sex and suffering. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening.